You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, it is the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. My name is Daryl Connor, and I am joined by Mr. Martin Herty. How are you, man? What's the crack, everyone? How's things? Good, man, good. Uh, so, we're on show 76, nearly getting up to 100, man, so that's pretty cool. Hopefully WB gets a little bit better. AEW just seems to be kicking its brains in. So, you know, I don't know. Like uh, Some people are like, here, where's the Extreme Rules review? You watch Extreme Rules. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> Review it yourself. Because it's terrible. Oh, man. I have to say, right, because we're obviously doing a WCW show tonight. We're doing the Great American Bash 1999, which is a good show, and you should watch it. But when I saw what happened at Extreme Rules, in the main event, I'm like, you know what? There's no point. Why would I do that? I I was the exact same. Um, I was him and Han about watching it, you know, because I obviously felt a a certain level of duty to yourself and to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, you've got Dynamite now. You've got Rampage. We had the WCW show to watch, yeah. and then when I saw the clip of the rope breaking on um on our very own Finn Balor yeah. and something like three matches after our very own Seamus, who's twice the weight of him, had been on the rope and it was grand. I just, I couldn't bring myself to, to I I decided I would have some level of self-care. Mm, absolutely, yeah, no, it's, but there was literally nothing, there was no reason to watch it. Like, as I said, we're, we're the only wrestling podcast by people who don't hate wrestling. And the reason why is because we don't watch current WWE, you know, and... <laughs> I say, if you want to be a wrestling fan and keep your sanity, don't watch current WWE. You know, it's just I heard, it. I heard Becky's it. match was quite good, but then it had a dreadful finish. Yeah. Um. But that was that was all I heard. Well, I did actually watch the Roman Reigns Finn Balor match itself. The match itself was very good, but the ending of it was so dumb and it pretty much just killed the Fiend. They've done exactly what they did with. The Fiend. The Fiend. <laughs> the, the Demon. The Demon, yeah. They've done the exact same thing with two of them. So the Fiend is gone, and he's probably going to be an AW soon. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, the, the Demon is done too. They've just killed that character dead. It's like, okay, what was the point of this? And I'm just, you know, the match itself was great. They should have never had... They shouldn't have brought the, 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 the Demon back, you know, if they were going to do it this way. Because now... Not only is he beaten and it doesn't have that same atmosphere, but also they still haven't explained why the ring exploded or the, the ring rope collapsed. Like it's, it's it's just they have an awful habit of writing themselves into a corner. Like yeah. if if you're gonna bring the demon back and have him beaten, like fine, okay, but have Roman Reigns beat him and put him way over and go, This is the most dominant champion in a generation. Like I can't believe he beat the demon. But the fact that the rope broke and then he slipped and fell, like it doesn't, it doesn't help Reigns. It doesn't help Balor. It, it was just one of those things that nobody won. It, it's it's the exact same thing they did with the Fiend with Seth Rollins, where they threw everything at him, and then, you know, he was beat. Like after that, he was then beaten by Bill Goldberg in like <laughs> a minute. That was. And yeah, I was like, was they really buried him. And I was like, well, okay, so you you can throw, you can one shot short of literally killing the man won't do anything, but Bill Goldberg will. And you're like, okay, so what's going on? And now here, like, you know, if if there was like the spook, the spooky supernatural element to it, which 
I don't know, WWE's willingness to do that I think might be done now. But if they were going to do that, um, having something that makes sense as far as like introducing a new character, having some kind of reason, some some something coming back, you know, literally anything. Or even just explaining what actually happened. We're a week out now and there's no explanation. It wasn't yeah. Paul Heyman messing with things. It wasn't uh, the Usos messing with things. It wasn't, you know, Brock Lesnar trying to ensure his title shot is still there. It was literally just what well, happened. Is is that so, insofar as canon goes, just the it rope just, just broke, it just accidentally... Yeah. And it, the Demon's music just played for some reason. And Look, I've, I've been uh, on the top rope before. It's bloody scary. It, when you're up there, it looks a lot higher than mm. it does. So, like, mm. I'm not, um, I'm not trying to belittle, you know, what a scary bump that would be to take. Particularly when you're not actually in control, like the rope snapping, you've you've no control of the way you fall. Um, but I mean, it's just the fact that it beat him, like he took. I don't. I don't. Even, far worse. I don't even think the issue is that the bump, the bump that he took. I think it was the issue that. There was no reason for him to take the bump, and or sorry, there was no reason for him to to yeah what's it, for for it to happen. No one, no one benefited from it. You know, it wasn't like you were sitting there and going, "Okay, well, you know, you know, if if both if I had been no contest, okay, that would have been kind of me." But on a show with where it was only one Extreme Rules match in the pay per view called Extreme Rules, again, they should have called it something else. Really, that was poor. That was poor. Um. It, I don't know. Like, uh, and the thing as well is that like they don't need to do this because AEW yeah. now for two years has shown that you can do clean wins and clean losses, and it doesn't have to bury a character. You know, Cody Rhodes has lost twice now to Malachi Black, but nobody thinks Cody Rhodes is a jobber. You know, like yeah, he is. <laughs> okay, maybe you do. <laughs> <laughs> but, Bring um, back Stardust. <laughs> Bring back but, Dash and Cody Rhodes, but but the, well he, he can't because Sheamus is wearing his mask. Um, oh, look, as but, I said, man, I, I sorry, go on, go on, go on. But yeah, yeah, the point is that AEW has shown us you can, people can lose, and it doesn't have to be the end of them. So like, I mean, personally, just I I don't like Roman Reigns because I I was still watching WWE through the years when he was shoved down our throats and and that. Scar still hasn't quite healed. Um, ah, yeah, no, I always like Cody. I always liked uh, Roman Reigns, to be fair, but I do understand. Like, it just seems like this the current, and we, we will move on to something a little bit better in a second, but it just seems like current WWE, and this is the problem, and this is why we don't cover it as much unless something good actually happens or it's a big show. Um, they're left with their own mess. They've made their bed, and now they're desperately trying to lie in it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I don't know, I just. I, I look if I was Finn Balor, I'd be like, right, I'm going to AW. You know, <laughs> literally, it's like there's no point. Like you can't go to NXT because they've they've got NXT and it's. Just, what do you what do you make of NXT 2.0? I don't know who it's for. Yeah, that that's like, my question. That's the thing. I like I generally it's not that bad because it's not really bad. It's not that's good because it's definitely not good. But I just don't know who it's bad. I don't know who it's for. Like I'm like, right, this isn't for the NXT fans, because this is not NXT. It's not for the Raw and SmackDown fans, because it's not Raw or SmackDown. I don't know who it's for. You know, yeah. it, it, it's a very, very strange... I've heard it being compared to, like, Saturday Night Main Event and stuff like that from the 80s, and it does feel like that, or the early 90s, and I'm like, cool, but, like, I don't know who it's for. And if you like it, great. Um, I have no intention of ever watching that show. Uh, well, it's... If, look, if it's gone... so. Part of the problem with NXT previously was that it fell between two stools mm. in that once they took it off the, the network and they put it on TV, it was no longer really a developmental, but it was a developmental. Mm. Um, it didn't have any, you know, it, it was kind of losing out because the biggest um, the biggest win on the promotion wasn't the title. It was being promoted to the main roster. Where they kill your career. Yeah, it, it kind of fell between two stools there. So yeah. if this one is just going back to being a developmental, that's great. Absolutely. But I do not need two hours of a developmental on television. No. Like, I, it, give it, me actually, an, an like hour if, on the network, and I, would, if, I might even watch it. 
It's like FCW. You know, and that's what it comes. It comes off like a WWE show, FCW, whatever. And look, if that's your bag, great. I'm never going to watch that show because I don't want to. You know, <laughs> I just don't want to watch it. And doesn't even, it's not like it has a bunch of indie guys or guys you know. It's all WWE in-house. So I'm like, right, if I wanted to watch the power plant, it'd go and watch. And we are. We're going to watch a bunch of WCW 2000. That's <laughs> yeah. full of power plant <laughs> Um, and the thing is with the WCW we're watching so we're we're actually getting loads of the Steiners in this and they were bloody great they were I I do not understand why they won't just call this fella Steiner like the name has so much history and power to it and they're calling him Bron Breaker it's just the most bizarre thing I, just, uh, so uh, I, I don't understand their mentality sometimes I think WWE is getting ready to be sold and I know I'm saying this Gonna say forever, Disney, please just buy them, will you? Come on, t- take it away from them because it's mad. But look, do you not think though if Disney bought it, that'd be the end of it? That'd I'd be happy. Be, I'd be happy. It would be a full scale PG children's product from from that no, moment onwards. You know what it would be? And I've said it, I've been saying this for years. What and it, you know people might freak out, but I don't honestly don't think so. You know what it'd be? It would go straight to w, to uh, Disney to Disney Plus, and that's probably it. That'd be fine. I don't think WWE needs to be a product anymore. I really don't. I genuinely don't see the point of WWE anymore. Who's a fo- who, if someone can actually tell me who enjoys it, I'd love to know. Well, it, it is kind of baffling in that clearly the product is directed towards children. You know, children and, don't even like it. But the audience is over fifties. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Like, um, AEW in two years, right? AEW in two years has not only taken WWE's market share, but brought in an audience that wasn't even watching WWE for years. Like, teenage, wrestling hasn't been... Wrestling was never cool, right? Except it was. in the 90s, yeah. In the 90s, yeah. Except when it was for that very brief period where everybody watched wrestling. Everyone in there. Everybody. There was not one person who didn't watch, you know, who doesn't know who DX are, who doesn't know who The Undertaker is, who doesn't know, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because it's all the attitude there, or even in America with the NWO and that, right? And that's it. And that's the only time wrestling was cool. After that, it hasn't been cool. And, you know... I don't know any teenagers who would be like mad into WDB nowadays. Actually, I don't know any teenagers, period. But, you know, <laughs> ju- judging, by, judging by the numbers of like my cousins or whatever, they don't want to trust them. They don't. They don't. They grow out of it. I, you know, like I, I, the, the closest thing I know to a teenager is uh, my cousins who are about 17, 18, and they don't watch WDB. You know? So obviously it didn't stick. I had a guy on Twitter there during the week say to me, um, uh, he was he was giving off with AEW. He was going, yeah, but like, what stars have they created? Like, who, like, who's not a wrestling fan who could name an AEW wrestler? And mm. I was like, man, those days are gone. Yeah, nobody who's not a wrestling fan could name any wrestler. Like, if you ask, except for John Cena and The Rock, that's that. But that's pushing. Yeah, but they're not wrestlers. Like, that's it. But that's Cena pushing. did a stint for a month. Like he's not a wrestler. That's what I mean. Like uh, that, like that's pushing it. Like that's all you have. You might see The Rock, maybe. You might see Cena. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. This is this is a niche product now. It has gone back to what it always was. It was like you say in the nineties. It was very briefly something that it was mainstream that casuals would you know know certain things about but there are no casuals anymore if no. you are watching wrestling now you are not a casual no and that's and that's the thing like i don't think anybody would be upset if wwe stopped doing shows i think they should have stopped doing shows 10 years ago you know like there was 20 no well, not 20 years ago but t- definitely 10 years ago like it hasn't it's it it's like metallica metallica have been a bad <laughs> have been have been a bad band longer than they've been a good band right and i'll say that kind of, as someone who loves sound anger but <laughs> I still uh, can't get my head around that. Oh uh, man, this look. The album is great. The songs are really good, but well, not really good. But the songs are decent. It's the production that's just. Oh. Metallica is actually a really good example, though, because like you say, okay, they've been they've been a bad band longer than they've been a good band. But when it was good, it was, it was so really good, good that they're still trading on that. And but, dude, that's like, the thing. People... Like, sorry for interrupting you there, but no, I, no, like, go ahead. 
I just, I, you know, WWE strength, and we're, look, we pay for the network. We hate, we hate modern WWE. <laughs> it's terrible. But we still pay the network because they have so much good stuff there. They never have to do another show ever again, and they'll be still worth millions. You know, ne- they're literally just an archive product now. That's all. And that, you know what? Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. You know, I don't care. What, and you could do documentaries for years. You could do. I remember saying, I remember saying this years ago. Uh, you know, for anyone who who's listening to the show I did 12, 10 years ago, uh, I remember saying, you know, WDB's future is in, and this is before the network, obviously. Um, WDB's future is in archives and in documentaries and all this kind of stuff, you know, obviously DVDs. And I was kind of right. Because that's what the network is. The best stuff on the network is documentaries. The best stuff on the network is stuff from years ago and stuff like we're covering tonight. It's not the garbage that they produce every every week because nobody watches. Like, I just don't know who it's for. I don't know who's sitting there. Uh, no, I, actually, I do know who it's for. It's for Vince McMahon. <laughs> and that's it. And I'm like... Well, that's oh, the thing man. is, you know? no matter how bad it gets, I know I will never fully disassociate from it because, you know, you can tell me how terrible it is week to week, I'm still going to always think Bret Hart, Jake the Snake, Mr. Perfect. You know, that is always going to be there. So even I know, as angry as it makes me, and not just because the product is creatively bankrupt, but because the company is morally bankrupt. Like, I will never, ever forgive them for for firing all those people during a pandemic. But I'll I'll never fully break away from... Saudi Arabia, too. And Saudi Arabia. The worst uh, thing you could possibly do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh. I'll never ever fully break away because that period of, as I said, Bret Hart, Jake the Snake, um, you know, Mr. Perfect, the Macho Man, that is so deeply ingrained in me. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll never lose that. And, you know, I'm the same. Like, I, wrestling really kind of took hold of me. Not at that time period. I know Gary was a big fan of that. Um, like yourself, for me it was really the attitude era that really kind of dug in deep because I was more into WCW growing up. Um, uh, you know, because it's I don't know why it's just like WCW. Um, but when the attitude era kicked in, I was like, wow, okay, this is great. And a lot of my really big moments, even you know, being a metal fan, you know, was all from that time period. So I'm the same. Like, and again, I sit there. Um, someone kind of comes back, and it's like, wow. As even even as as terrible as the last one was, you still watch it, you know. And it, it's sad because you're like you're watching something that's just, you know what it's like. It's like when you have your relative, like you have a relative, and the relative is getting sicker and sicker and sicker, and all like all the good memories have been wiped away by this sick relative every time you're seeing them, and you're like, this is horrible. And that's what it feels like. It's like all the great things about WWE are gone because you just can't let it go. You know, and, and that's that's what it is, man. You know, it's it's upsetting. Yeah. It really is. And it's a bummer. And people are like, oh, you know, you're supposed to not hate wrestling. I was like, look, we don't hate wrestling. We love wrestling. That's yeah. the truth of it. You know, and we wouldn't do this if we didn't. And but it's, and it's it is, sad. People get, people get so tribal about it. They think, oh, you're just, you're biased against WWE. And I'm like, man, I was born in 86. Mm. I, like, WWF at the time. I mean, that has been such a part of me for 30 years Here's I mean for me to abandon this product they had to physically drive me away I Here's, I want it to be good that's true and there that's the oh, you took the words right out of my mouth anyone who was a passionate AEW fan like passionate AEW fan for one moment do not lie to me uh, fan out there who's screaming at the whatever they're screaming at their iPhone on a bus or whatever if WWE was good you'd come back and watch it. Like, if it was even a fraction of what AEW was giving you, you'd come back and watch it. And that's the truth. That is the truth. That is the truth. And everyone would be happy. But for some reason, they just don't want to do that. They do everything opposite. And you're like, okay. So... And come here, we had a we had this discussion last week, and uh, you know you really enjoyed all out, and yeah. uh, dynamite was really good. But you yeah. said you were still sort of you're not calling yourself an AEW fan yet. I'm not. I'm are not. you are you any closer? Are you, no, are you week not. by I, week? Are you getting there or what? The... Look, I'll let you know when it happens. All right. <laughs> I'll let you know. No, you <laughs> know what? A, like, a road to Damascus moment. There is. There is. <laughs> good that's a really good one um you know it's like it's like iron maiden right i'm i don't like i'm not i would never can call myself an iron maiden fan right ever for many reasons 
the main thing, main was really the trooper. When they start playing the trooper, you're like, oh, that's, come on, really? You're going to run with that flag, are you? Um, but no, that's, <laughs> that's not the real reason. But it's up there. Um, no, it's more just like, I would never sit there with an Iron Maiden album and go, oh, Jesus, isn't that great? You know, I listen to the whole album and I go see them live. No, it's like, they have some really good songs. And I listen to them and have a good time. And then that's where it kind of ends, you know? And that's where I feel with AEW, where I'm like, you know, I know AEW, I'm going to get a good show. I know I'm I'm not going to have my intelligence insulted. I know it's going to be, uh, from an actual in-ring perspective, probably one of the best things you can see. Uh, and if you're a bit peaceful, as far as my week to week wrestling goes, Bunce Impact is still good. We are fine, you know? But, I'm, I'm uh, telling you, before 2022, I'm going to see that Dara O'Connor <laughs> is all elite saying. All elite saying. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious! And look, I I know what's going to happen. I I I judging by the game. I know we talk about the game a lot, but it really oh, can't wait. But they're talking about having uh, you know, different DLC packs. You know, yes, like that it's going to be a, a continuous. It's not, they're not going to come out with a new game every year. It's going to yeah, be, it's going to be like oh my roster. god, I'm so excited! Like if it doesn't come out on Switch, I am going to buy an Xbox just to play this. Uh, and man, you know, I have a PS4. I'll probably go out and buy an Xbox as well. Um, for the same reason, because it's supposed to be like even better in in current uh, next gen. So, um, Do you know yeah, what I actually man. did this week just to kind of get my because we were talking about the game last week and it got me really Fire thinking Pro. about it. You got Fire um, Pro? Sorry, did you get Fire Pro? No, I di- I didn't get Fire Pro. <laughs> I did something even after I went and got um, Def Jam Vendetta. Oh, that's a great game. GameCube because it was that's made by the by the No Mercy crew, but obviously they yes. lost the WWF license. Yes. Um, so I went and got it, and I've been I've been playing Def Jam Vendetta <laughs> on my game. GameCube. Oh, the girl, the game. girlfriend's raging because she's looking at her lovely big TV in her lovely nice sitting room, and she tolerates the Switch because she plays Zelda, right. and she puts up with the Xbox because it just kind of sits there and doesn't bother her. But, uh, oh, man, she, she's not happy with the, the GameCube. Suddenly the big lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, the big lunchbox. Oh, man. Oh, it's, 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 honestly, if you guys haven't played Death Down Vendetta, do. It's actually, like, the best wrestling game that isn't a wrestling game but is a wrestling yeah. game out there. It's, it's really fun. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm really excited to see. Actually, if anyone does want to get uh, Fire Pro Wrestling, I think it's on Steam now for, like, dirt cheap. And the GMO does, like, really cheap, too. It's, like, five five euros or something. So if you want a GMO, Fire Pro Wrestling have it there, and it's actually not bad at all. Um, it's cool to play on the PC. But anyway, so that's where we are. Again, yeah. well, I, very before we run into WCW, just very yes. quickly, uh, yes. Dynamite was fantastic this week. It was. Uh, we have a new TNT champion in Sammy Guevara. I was not um, expecting that at all. No, but I, at all. I'll tell you what, this I'm at the point now where I, I just trust them. Because, see, every time there's been a title change, I have not mm. wanted it to happen. I loved Jericho's run as champion. Yeah. And when John Moxley won, I was like, oh, I kind of want to see Jericho champion for another while. And then Moxley's run was amazing. Mm. And then it was like, oh, I kind of want to see Moxley champion for another while. And now Omega's been but brilliant. See, isn't that the that, way it should be? Isn't that the exactly. way it should be? Exactly. Where you should be like, actually want to see them holding the belt again? Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, Cody did an amazing run with the TNT title. I didn't want to see that end. And now Miro has just been phenomenal. But mm. So I'm at the point where I just trust them. I think this Sammy Guevara run is going to be brilliant because he, yeah. he is excellent. He is, yeah. Absolutely. Like, dude, there's, there's so much great things that's going on in AEW. And it's it, it really is cool to see. Even like, you know, what's going to happen is they're going to start bringing in casuals. And once they start bringing in casuals, that's it. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I haven't haven't seen it this week. Uh, but Rampage this week has Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson, and that haven't just seen, has yeah. me. Oh my god! I one I thing can't that, wait to see that. One thing that didn't happen, Fiend didn't debut. They were saying they're going to do it on the 29th of September, which they didn't. That would have been like a pretty cool. I, I don't think he's coming to AEW. Ah, uh, well, I I I still maintain he's going to Impact. I think it. Yeah, I think Impact. I, I could see him. Prob- and you'll probably show up around Halloween because that makes way more sense. That makes way more sense than anything yeah. else. Um, so I, I just I don't see him in AEW. Um, apparently, like, so he's obviously a very creative guy, uh, but he's really into the the spooky bollocks. 
Ah, um, oh, I, I like the spooky spook. You I, know, I, I like it as long as it's not magic. So Malachi Black <laughs> comes down to the ring and he's just creepy, you know, uh, but he's not magic. You know, like Abaddon I'm is, okay. I'm is okay. a scary girl who's into her horror and her goth stuff, but she's not magic. As I'm okay with the magic. magic I, I can't be having it. I'm okay with the magic. <laughs> I'm I'm totally okay with it. And I, look, I think there's a place for it in wrestling. It's just not in the, the wrestling company. I think you know? there's a place for it in wrestling and it's called Impact. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's AEW is where the workers go, not yeah. where the spooky spooks go. You know what I mean? It's like, listen, if you're if that's what your gimmick is, cool. But you have to be able to go in and, and pull out a four-star march. You can't just... And you know, speaking, speaking of workers... Dynamite kicked off this week with Adam Cole and Jungle Boy. Oh my holy god! I heard that match was unreal. I really did. Yeah. Have you not? You haven't seen this week? I Dynamite? haven't seen it. No. As I said, man, man I, did, I did a nine-hour audit this week. Yeah, that, you, that killed me. <laughs> that killed did. me. D- Dara explained before the show started that he had just the most lunatic week. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'll, I'll forgive him for that. But I, 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 I get a pass. If you get yourself week. a chance, man. Oh, yeah. Dynamite this week is sensational. And that's it, you know, it's, it is it is something I'm looking forward to. I want to catch up tomorrow and watch it there before we go into uh, before we go into our, our next week's homework, as it were. So look, next week we're going to be looking at um, Bass at the Beach, 1999. But this week we have the, the Great American Bash, which is cool, um, from 1999. A really, really good show. So we are going to go into that now. So um, guys, again, look, and here's the thing. I'm going to open up the, the, the platform here as well. On our socials, on our uh, email as well, uh, gmail.com. If you guys want us to talk about something, let us know. Seriously, like I, we're, we are doing this WCW run, but if you have something you want us to watch, kind of make it easier for us to watch it. You know, <laughs> don't go out there and try to find something mad. But if there is something you want us to watch, uh, please do. Just like recommend it, and we'll we'll work it out. And think outside the box. Like I'd be happy. Like I only watch the big shows, but man, mm. I'd be happy to give uh, like a like some, some New Japan, something oh. New Japan ago, yeah, or DDT or. Well, the thing like, about New Japan, man, as I said to you, uh, James Truepenny, he's your man because he will find like he will course, find you. Yeah. He will find you all the the crazy Japanese stuff because that's anytime I go on the show, he has it. So we'll try to set it up for you guys because I think uh, he, he, you know, on the Truepenny Network. A lot of it is New Japan. It is very uh, Japanese orientated. So, you know, let's not step on toes there. But I think we'll, we'll need to get you guys set up with something there. But, guys, if you do have something you want us to watch, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be current. It, it can even be something current if you want. It can be something from 20 years ago, 30 years ago. WWE, ECW, uh, WCW, some of the bigger shows, whatever, uh, OTT, um, whatever. Whatever you want. Somebody recommend WrestleMania 13 so I can wax lyrical about Bret Hart and Stone Cold for an hour and a half. Actually, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that pay per view in years. In years oh, since I saw that. That was ninety seven, wasn't it? It's a terrible pay per view, and and um, it's an unbelievable match. It's one of the greatest matches ever in the middle of a dreadful pay per view. It was ninety seven, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, ninety seven. Oh man, ninety seven WWE is a bit rough. Actually, by a bit, I mean it's exceptionally rough. <laughs> it is, but again, it's it's one of those things. At the time, you forgive it because yeah. it had Bret Hart, it had Stone yeah. Cold. Uh, Jake wasn't exactly in his prime <laughs> at the Look, time. We will, we will get there. We will get there. Our next, our next WWE lot is two thousand, but we could make an exception and go back. I guess, guys, let us know what you think about that because we could, uh, we could do that. But uh, we do have to get through WCW. One thing as well before yes. we before we get onto that, Martin, uh, Chris Canyon episode of Beyond the Ring. Oh, sorry, Dark Side of the Ring. Oh man, I haven't it's... I haven't seen. I actually downloaded it, so I have it, and I it only you bloody... mean you, hold on you you mean you legally acquired a copy of it and downloading is a euphemism for that, right? Yes, but by okay. download, <laughs> yeah, I mean I I I I wrote off to to the company and paid <laughs> them to send me. Send me a DVD like like Netflix <laughs> used to do, um, but I actually only thought I only remembered that I had it when I watched um, when I watched Great American Bash and Canyon is in it. Yeah, yeah, no, Canyon's in it, and dude, like, oh, it's so upsetting, like it's so upsetting. So I know um, the I know the bare bones of the story, isn't it? That he was um, 
gay, but he felt he had to hide it. And but his... yeah, it's that as well. But like you see who he influenced, like all of it. The books are there. Um, loads of lads from AEW show up, and you're just like, well, wow. like uh, the Jacksons are there, the Young Bucks, and they're like, oh man, what happens to them? You're just like, oh, dude, this is crazy, you know. And it, it, and then um, this, what's it? James Mitchell is talking because they were best mates. I didn't know that. And uh, oh man, when he's talking about them, it's so upsetting. Like it's, that show is tough to watch, but this one is just like from a human level, you're like, well, man. Just, it's so yeah. It's as a, a wrestling fan, you have to watch it, but it it's so hard. sometimes it makes you so ashamed of the thing you love. Like it's, yeah, well, um, well that's it. Like with, with Kenny and stuff, you know, it's like it. There was nothing bad about him, you know. Like uh, well, he he does kind of uh, have like anger issues with like just James Mitchell, but that's the only person he could actually talk to was him. So they have a very interesting dynamic. But I mean, like it's not like. Um, the playing right from hell or something like that where like something reprehensible was done it's more just like well someone was living in their own personal hell but trying to do all this good stuff too and then when you go through all the stuff that he did like as far as like the moves they're like oh yeah the books are like yeah we do this all the time here's a move that we do that he invented and you're like oh my god this is crazy so i would say look if you're an aw fan and you love the books which i do um see, that's the thing about aw it has all my favorite guys in it Ah, it's so annoying. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna isolate that bit of audio earlier. Well, it does. Where what you it said, does. Um, I think you meant to say I love Roman Reigns, but you said I love Cody. I'm gonna oh. isolate that bit of audio. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> gonna um. make that my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Stardust, Stardust is brilliant. Can I just say? Anyway, um, but yeah, no, it's really good. Dark Side of the Ring, uh, definitely a really upsetting one, but very very good. And again, if like. If you're a Canyon fan, it definitely is one to watch. I've been trying to catch up with them as well, so I, I've like I binged like a bunch of the the season last week, and then I saw the Nick Gage one. Holy hell, that guy's crazy! But I respect him so much. I'm like, wow, man, you you are just you are a very scary man, but I respect you so much. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about Nick Gage, only the matches that I saw. I was just like, holy hell, you know this guy. It's this guy's pretty dangerous. Pity Dave's not here. Dave's a huge Nick Gage fan. There you go. That's why I wanted Dave to be on the show this week. I want Dave to be on the show every week, but it's in particular to talk about this episode of Dark Side of the Ring. And I'm just like, well, you're very scary, but, uh, you know, I think he's the new New Jack. You know, <laughs> it's just like, holy cow. But yeah, no, that, that one was also very upsetting uh, from a yeah. personal standpoint, going, well, you've been through some serious, some serious stuff, you know, but um, definitely. He's new you Jack, but less of an asshole. Yeah, no, he's he's the new New Jack from like you would legitimately kill me, but you're not you're not an a hole, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, definitely if you're a wrestling fan, but even if you're a human, interesting like documentaries, like really well done documentaries. Vice usually do; they're a bit too lefty lovey for me, but they do do good documentaries. Uh, Cyber War is like one of the best documentaries on hacking and cybersecurity ever, and Vice did that as well. So, oh, and One Man Black Metal actually. They did a whole yes. series and it was unreal. So, yeah. Vice they have, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Vice can be quite hit. But when it's when it's good, it's good. Yeah, that's it. And it's just like, as I said, they, they are quite lefty lovey for, for my taste, but they do some good work. And when they do, it's actually excellent. You know, so this they're, is one of the cases. They're, they're lefty lovey, but in the wrong way for my taste. I'm very lefty lovey, but I'm like a socialist lefty. And yeah, I don't. That's what I mean. I yeah, don't that's what I mean. get in with a lot of the like the identity politics. Yeah, and the that's what I'm talking about. Nazi. And, yeah, um, I mean they're 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 mad into into all that kind of stuff. And you're like, whoa, yeah. just just make the documentary. <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm like yeah. I'm like when I when I talk to other leftists uh, online, I'm like. I kind of get slightly frustrated because I'm like, yeah, well, while you're giving out about who was at the Met Gala, you know, like homelessness in Ireland has reached its highest point since the famine. So, yep. you know, it's like, hey, you, you know, that $30,000 play thing where your one was wearing a $300 dress. Yeah, I don't care what she says. I don't care what she says. She voted for the uh, Israeli military payments this week. I have no respect for her. Well, didn't she vote present on that? She didn't even take a side. Yeah, that's nonsense. Yeah. I don't like. Uh, this is the well, wrestling podcast. It is a wrestling podcast. Politics, it is a wrestling but, podcast. But yeah, anyway, AOC is, is exactly. the WWE of leftism. 
Oh man, yeah. Well, look, you can't you can't say this stuff to people, particularly me, because I'm like in the middle. I'm like, everyone is bad. <laughs> everyone is bad. But anyway, WCW. <laughs> yes, WCW. Brian Dobbs. Oh, oh man. Okay, hold on. Let l- let me do my let me do my thing. So, Great American Bash, June thirteenth, nineteen ninety nine, Baltimore, Maryland, which is one of the scariest places in the world. I've been there. Do not go. Uh, Baltimore Arena. Sorry for anyone who's from Baltimore, but holy hell, that's a scary place. Uh, <laughs> and it was uh, with your with probably what is becoming my favorite commentary team ever. They were fantastic. Shivani, Heenan, Mike Tanay. I love these three guys. They are brilliant. And it was on fire tonight. Uh, main event, of course, was Randy Savage and Kevin Nash. So the whole night was kind of building up to that. Uh, this is one of the big pay-per-views for WCW as far as like it's one of the legacy shows that was yeah. still always quite good. Um, and, you know, I, when he brought this back in WDB, I never really got kind of the same vibe. That I that I got from these shows, but this was like really really cool. Um, okay, and actually, oh, here's the thing. Did you know this was actually first produced by uh, Jim Crockett's promotion, like the actual pay per view? So it goes all the Great way back. American Bash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes back to 1980, uh, 1985. Oh wow! Yeah, no, so I didn't, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like it actually is like really really old. So you know, fair play. And WWE should bring this back. It's one of the pay-per-views that they don't use as much as City. Well, they brought it back, didn't they, as an NXT? But yes. I can't, I can't see that happening anymore with NXT 2.0. Yeah, I, I think all the, all the, all the fun stuff has kind of gone out the window. You know, all, all the stuff that might have been fun and interesting is gone now. So I don't think we'll be seeing War Games this year. Either, it'll, but whatever. It'll be interesting to see if we get Halloween Havoc on NXT yeah. 2.0. I don't think so. Oh, can I, I just say, yeah. blood and guts. Um, you know, even if we don't get war games, we'll probably get blood and guts in a game first. So that'd be cool. <laughs> anyway, so the show opened up with a hardcore match: Hack with Chastity versus Brian Nobbs and Jimmy Hart. Now, look, not a fan of the nasty boys, any of them. Kind of <laughs> hate Brian Nobbs. Hack is great though; he absolutely killed Brian Nobbs. So that was fine. <laughs> I I completely forgot Sandman was in WCW. What? Is he not Sandman? He is Sandman, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I completely forgot Sandman was in WCW. But we've been talking about him for a past like he's been he's been on the show several times. Oh, you mean in matches? I thought I thought when you said he's been in on matches. the show, yeah, you had him interviewed. No, 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 <laughs> no. He's 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 been in matches. We've been watching him. He had the. Uh, this is like his little storyline now with Chastity. Yeah, like I just I it only hit me there when he came out. No way! You just thought it was some lad. I I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Oh man, that's I, hilarious! <laughs> I didn't know what it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what it was. But oh um, well. I think because whenever I think of him, I just think of him purely in terms of ECW. Like Hack doesn't even come into my head. Oh, that's I think so funny, Sandman. That's so. Funny. But here's the thing: when he is in this, like it, it oh, look, that is fair. I'm actually blown away by that. To be honest with you. But you know, when he's yeah, in, I was sitting he, there going, "That's pretty really sad, man." <laughs> <laughs> but when you're watching him, it's like watching a different person. He's so well. I don't know if he's sober, but he's working way harder than he ever has in 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 uh well in Impact or yeah ECW or whatever on WWE. He's like leaner and he looks like a different rest. And he's actually doing something. Like he actually has something to do on a big show. And every matches that he has that we've seen him in, because we've, you know, my favorite part of these shows are actually the hack matches because he's in having <laughs> a really competitive hardcore match. And uh, yeah, man, I'm blown away by that. But I, I, it's fair because it's like you're watching a different wrestler. Hack is not the same as Sandman, even though they're played by the same person. And here, I will say that Sandman, Hack, was better. Are his best ever in WCW. Sorry, yeah. folks. That's true. It is. Look, look at the matches. Look at well, the matches. This was like I like a, my wrestling to be a buffet. So I think there is a place for hardcore. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be into watching something that's all hardcore. Although it's funny that Great American Bash 1989 had more 
Extreme Hardcore. Rules matches on it than <laughs> Extreme Rules. Yeah, I thought that 2021. Too. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna watch a, I'm watch a pay per view from 20 years ago that that hasn't got Extreme Rules in its name, and it's more extreme than the pay per view that's got Extreme Rules. But uh, look, this was five minutes of lads battering each other with weapons. There was actually even some decent wrestling in it. Um, yeah, I, 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 it forget, was, I, I forgot Brian Knobs could wrestle. Yeah, it was it was a fun opener. It wasn't the match of the night. No. Um, but I thought, yeah, if you're going to open a show and you're going to do the hardcore stuff, particularly in the 90s, the hardcore stuff was way over with people. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I was I was happy enough when this is over. Van Hammer defeated Mikey Whipwreck in a like competitive match. That was like eight minutes. So the next two matches baffled me. Yeah. Because like, Van were... Hammer and Mikey Whipwreck were great. Yeah. And they got nothing from the no. crowd. No, the crowd just did not care. It was a decent match, though, and the same thing happened with, with Buff and Disco. Disco was still ridiculously over, though, which is so puzzling. But, um, <laughs> like, 18 minutes of silence. Is that, well, this is what baffled me, is that Mikey Whipwreck is out there working his heart out. Like, I know he doesn't look like your average wrestler, but, man, oh, he is still working it. his heart out. Van Hammer is out there looking like 1999 Wardlow. Why was um, he so good? Why was Van Hammer he, so good? Someone tell me this. I'm saying, <laughs> I don't going, who the hell is he? And how is he not over? Yeah. But then Disco Inferno come out and the bloody roof came off the place. I was I was just baffled. Like, obviously, we're not watching the Nitros in between. Maybe no. there's something we're missing out here in terms of context. But my God, between these two matches, I just thought the crowd got it entirely wrong. And look, and you know, I don't know... Should we watch the Nitros to get the context? Well, I don't know. I think this is more fun making I, up our own. I, 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 I only have so much account. time. <laughs> That's it. Making our own headcanon. I think this is way more fun because this is like the buffet, you know. Uh, but look, Van Hammer was great. Um, apparently, he went to jail for a DUI. That's why he stopped wrestling. Stop what happened. Uh, that's what, what the internet tells me. Um, because it has to be true. It's on the internet. Because uh, so <laughs> he, he was a decent wrestler. Decent he had wrestler. a unbelievable luck like, like the match itself was full of like the match itself it was a good match but it had three or four like really good innovative spots on it like the bit where he pushed this i've never seen this before he pushed the steps up against the guardrail and then mm-hmm. carried your man up the steps and dropped him on the guardrail i've never seen that before i th- having a match with mikey, mikey ripwreck i think i think this was mikey's like job in wcw it was like go out there and get battered but make it look really good. He was like ultimate enhancement talent, but it wasn't a it wasn't a job match. Well, I mean it was, but it wasn't like a squash match where he got killed in three minutes. No, um, definitely not. I think Mikey like, knew um knew what his role was, and he said, mm. "I'm only I, I probably only have a limited amount of time in WCW, so every time I go out there, I am gonna go hell for leather." And, and I, I have thought, enjoyed. I think he's been in the past three. Yes, and I've enjoyed every single one of his matches. Twenty years later, we're talking about a match that he <laughs> probably, you know, didn't think was going to be doing it, and that's a testament to it. Like, you know, Van Hammer looked if like if you're listening, Mikey, come on the show. Oh, we'd love that. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, Van Hammer looked like a killer, but a lot of that's got to do with Mikey Ripback selling like a champion, and obviously helping him with these innovative spots, which is great. Can't say that about Buff and Disco. I like Buff. I like Disco. They're gas, but. This was ten minutes that nothing really happened, and if you if you miss that match, uh, you're gonna see a disco inferno match next week, so it's fine. <laughs> They're all the same. It, it was it was a perfectly fine nitro match. In fact, this whole pay per view, yeah. And I know you said at the start that this is one of the sort of the the WCW pillars. You know, yep. like they obviously have the pay per views they put on every month, um, but this is one of the big ones. But this whole pay-per-view gave me the feel of, look, we're obliged to put on a pay-per-view every four weeks. We mm. just got to fill it with something. And that's what I got from this. I didn't think it was bad. Parts of it were really fun. But speaking of the pay-per-view as a whole, it just gave me a kind of a filler vibe. Oh, yeah. No, it was absolute. Like, it was filler. And I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch this pay-per-view. Because, again, it, it, it's, it's a... It's the Survivor Series of the pillars for wrestling, for WWE fans. You know, where nobody actually <laughs> likes the Survivor Series. But you have to, it's there. You know, it, it's, it's it's a legacy pay-per-view. Um, 
I did believe they got rid of King of the Ring instead of Survivor Series. Oh, that, the only time Survivor Series, and we, I've said this before, the only time it was relevant, just two times. One, 2001, where it actually made sense to have the teams and uh, Deadly Games. That was it. After that, it's the, it's the I hate that show. I just, I hate Survivor Series. Um, anyway, the No Limit Soldier, Conan and Rey Mysterio, defeated the Wex, te, the West Texas Rednecks. There is a there is a, a team name there. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Hennig and Bobby Duncombe Jr. Uh, look, Conan, I've loved seeing Conan in his prime, where he's not like crippled. And he's still cutting these awesome promos, but going and having good matches. Seeing Ray again with like two working knees and going in and just being deadly. This was cool. This was a good match. This was 11 minutes where you're going to have a great time. Uh, not the best match of the card, but still like a really, really enjoyable one. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, look, uh, just before we go on to this match, I just I wanted to point out something from earlier mm. that uh, you talked about. How this is your favorite commentary team. And yeah. like the whole way through this, um, you know, like you could pick out little things that any of them said, but one thing that particularly got me was that at the end of the Van Hammer match, uh, after he'd pinned Mikey Whipbrack, he stood up and he looked right down the camera and he said, I got nothing to say to you. And then he shoved the camera away and all you could hear was Tony Schiavone going, sounds like my wife. <laughs> but the whole way through, like they had these little quips, especially Bobby the Brain Heenan, um, yeah, so I completely agree with you. What a what a fantastic commentary team. It, it's the personality that just isn't there. And even, you know, I think the, the reason why I like him, like obviously King and JR were like voices of my, my childhood, basically, not to waste. But you go back and watch WWE and what King says is reprehensible. Um, You, you, you can't kind of square that circle where you're like... Puppies. No, not even that. That's like, that's like tame. He yeah, oh, he had some real... Oh, the, I'm amazed he's not can like as, as soon as Twitter discovers the attitude error, everyone's oh, yeah. gonna be cancelled. Re- wrestling's but, uh, over. <laughs> oh, wrestling's as... over. You just have to go back and watch it, and then they be like, "Well, there you go." And it's actually morally reprehensible. But with the with three lads in WCW, they're not doing that. They're just having a laugh at the show or stuff that's going on in the show, and it's it's not as you can even tell when there's a one of them says something, and then there's like. A couple of seconds silence yeah. you can tell that they're muting their microphones while they laugh like yeah. it yeah. was i i really enjoyed the commentary the whole way through it's this. great it, it, i i feel bad for mike tonight because he is getting just the the you know what ripped out of him the whole yeah, time he's just kind but of there like it's funny though i have to say though when he does come out and like call the moves in certain spots like he did it he does it a lot with the with the luchadors um like he does it all the time he did it in, in this match with um conan and mysterio and he's just calling the moves, and you're like, well, no one does that. No one's ever done that, except for Mike Tanay. Yeah, he's he's very good sort of play-by-play guy. Yeah. Which you need. Like, you when do. you have Tony, and particularly when you have Bobby the Brain Heenan, like, you need, you know, the straight man for them to work off. You do, and he just he just does that role. He does that role so well. And that's what Excalibur kind of does in uh, AEW as well. So it is kind of I was just cool about to say, he's like, yeah, he's like Excalibur. Like, I know JR gets a lot of stick, but he's the he's the color guy. And yeah. then Tony, every, everybody loves Tony. Yeah, and Tony especially now, the best. They've, they've been getting CM Punk on more and more. Yeah. Excalibur's kind of just the guy who's there to literally call the Call matches. the moves. Yeah, to call the moves. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I tell you Look, what, you know, I give I give WCW a lot of stick because particularly we watched uh, Slambury last week, mm. and every single match, every single one ended in a run in or an interference, and it just it drove me to despair. But what I will say about this match is that the interference end made sense. It really worked for the story. I love the. I don't know who that Master P guy is, but obviously he was a very big deal in the nineties. He was, um, yeah. and it, it made sense. It worked as part of it, and I liked it. If this had been the only run-in on the show, this would have been great. Mm. Yeah, well, look, you know, the next match, <laughs> this show doesn't really dip in quality too much, but it never reaches beyond, like, a 5 or a 6 out of 10. Yeah. And it's because of matches like the next match, where it's just, you know, we have, I don't know how Ernest Miller gets a pay-per-view spot. <laughs> I just don't know. Is he just there? And they're like, hey, man, we have five minutes. Do you want to work today? 
And he's there every single time. And he's time. there every time. Him and Disco. They just must hang out at the corner and go, yeah, look here, I'm here. Can can I go out there for five minutes? Oh, yeah, Grant. And like, you, you, think, you think back to who was in WCW in 1999 and you're going why in the hell is Disco Inferno and Ernest Miller on every <laughs> bloody pay-per-view it's like, where yeah, the this... hell is Bret Hart where like, the hell is Billy Kidman where like what is going on like it's not like this is a Nitro or Thunder this is like a pay-per-view people paid for this and look and I, I, th- I do think it's because of the lack of women's division I'll be honest with you there's no pee breaks in this uh, yeah. no, sorry, there would be no pee breaks if it wasn't for. I'm not saying that women's wrestling is pee breaks, not, but compared to WWE in at the, the 90s, time, it, it, was, it was. It was, in, in particularly in WWE. So when you go and watch a WWE show from 1999, the women's match would be the pee break or there'd be some light heavyweight. You know, they would uh, have this as well. It's just a lot more jarring in WCW because it's so obvious what it is. They're not trying to dress it up, they're not trying to hide it. They're like, look. Go get a beer if you're in the crowd. Go pee and then yeah. come back. And you won't miss anything. And that's, at least, that's what they do. At least I kind of understand this because, like, when Buff Bagwell... And to be fair, Buff Buff was unfairly done by WWE. He, 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 yeah, he took a lot of flack for something he didn't really deserve. But oh. Disco Inferno, it baffles me that he comes out to a pop. But at least, at least when the cat comes out, he comes out to... Nothing like just dead silence. Like I, I, I un, I'm not saying it's good. It shouldn't be part of a pay per view, but at least I can understand it. Yeah. No. It, 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 in some reality, makes sense, you know. And like there, there, there was like what was it after this? We had Ric Flair and Roddy Piper. This feud, I, I'm kind of, I just want it done. Um, but the the highlights for this were, um. The Rick Steiner Sting match was unreal. That was a phenomenal match. It was. Uh, it had a bizarre ending. Oh, it did. But the match itself was wonderful. But the match was good, yeah. Um, and the main event I didn't like. We'll get your thoughts on a second now. But I think the match didn't I hear really was DDP Canyon uh, versus Benoit and Perry Stein. Again, look who's in it. Come on, twenty minutes, and it's the longest match as well. Twenty minutes of absolute just pristine wrestling where they Brilliant. were doing and, incredible. And the last five minutes were just fire yeah it was absolutely fifth gear everyone on top form hell for leather and that's not to say that the 15 minutes before it were really good but the last five minutes they just went up a level like it was dude ddp was done so bad so dirty by wwe actually all all the lads here with the exception of benoit were done dirty by wwe and when you see when you see at this level you're like oh my god like it's just unreal. And, it, it, you know, well, should you go back and watch the pay-per-view? No. Go back and watch this match. This match is worth your time because you will have a great time for 15 minutes. And then as Martin said, those last five minutes, it is, it's not a wrestling fire. clinic, but it's just fire. It's brilliant. It's, it's just I, I think, anything you'll see this year. I think we've actually said this about Benoit, Perry Saturn matches before, but this was, this was a dynamite match. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You, you, you just happened to have... You happen to have um, Canyon in there as well, just working with them to such an extent that, like, what? It, well, it is a dynamite match. It's like a lot of the guys who are on dynamite watch these guys and try to emulate them. Yeah. That's exactly why they say on Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> That's what it is. So uh, are, yeah. So are we? Are we? Are we skipping over Flair and and Steiner and all that, or, or uh, what's the? Well, no, I, I like Sting and Steiner. We'll talk about uh, Flair. I don't care. I, I really just, I'm done with that. Well, uh, it was, it was the same. It was the same match they had. Last, yeah. Like, it even had the same spots. It was yeah. all it was, yeah. kick punch, kick punch. Yeah. They did the bit where Roddy pulls down Flair's pants and he shows his arse to the crowd. <sighs> this, this is it. This is why I'm like, there's, there's nothing to say about it. It's just, yeah. it's the same. But the only, garbage. The only thing that I thought was maybe even a wee bit more risque than than the 1990s could handle was I'm grand with them pulling Flair's pants down and Bear showing a bit of arse. Mm. Maybe don't do a roll-up while his pants are down. Yeah, I could have done without that myself. I'll be that honest. was a bit much. So here, we, we talked about the ending of the Sting match. So for anyone who didn't see it, what actually happened? Uh, they fought out to the back. I hope this was pre-recorded. And then Rick Steiner and Big Papa Pump 
show up and they unleash a load of dogs on Sting and the dogs attack Sting. Oh, and, God. Uh, it was just, to be fair to them, I mean, like, if that's the idea you're going with, they probably did it about as well as you could do it. Look, it was better. Maybe to, just don't do it. <laughs> well, look, to be honest with you, they had to get this pushed on a little bit. You know, they, they did have to get it pushed on a bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I would... I like when they get creative because it's like it's better than a roll up. It's better than yeah. a BQ or whatever. It, it looks silly. Hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, t- what this was? This was a good six months before Kenneth from Hell. So, you know, we're not there yet uh, in WWE anyway. But uh, yeah, look, it was what it was. I wasn't offended by it. I was like, okay, it's fine. Obviously, this is gonna. This isn't the blow off. The blow off is coming soon. But uh, real quick, did you like the main event? I personally didn't. Uh, I Kevin Nash as champion is very poor. Randy Savage, it was a disqualification. It should have been more than what it was. But no, I, I didn't like it. Um, Nash is a great character. Mm. He has possibly the most terrifying for every time I see that jackknife. It's <sighs> just so tall. The life out of me. He's just so tall. Yeah, but he's like everything else, not great. Yeah, uh, Savage is. Not at his best anymore. Yeah. Um, and this was <laughs> what I really, what really got me about it was, uh, it was so, um, like we were talking about how the women's match used to be a pee break at the time. Mm. God, they they didn't even consider women people at the time because yeah. three women. So at the end of the match, three women come in and they individually attack Nash right yep. in front of the referee, yep. and he does nothing. And then yeah. out of nowhere, um, what do you call him? Uh, what do you call your man who came in? Oh, he broke, uh, his, broke his leg and he pooped himself wrestling the Undertaker. Oh, who? Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious. Um, that's what it was, yeah. Sid Vicious comes in then and he hits Nash and then the referee calls a DQ. So you, you, know, you, you can have you as know, many women as you want to come in the ring and attack, and it doesn't count because they're not people. I just thought you know, that was hilarious. You know, do you know who one of those women were? Who, you, gorgeous George. You had Medusa. Medusa and, and Molly, Molly Holly. Who? Miss Madness? Yep. Miss Madness is Molly Holly? She is, yeah. That's mad. Isn't it? Isn't it I'll tell you one thing that I meant to bring up that I loved from the Ric Flair match is just the level of pettiness that was going on during the Monday Night Wars when yeah. he's coming out with the, the like bodybuilder woman called Asia. I just oh, thought that was it was hilarious. fantastic. It was so fantastic. so petty. <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, I, I what was it? SummerSlam would have been on now nineteen ninety and SummerSlam nineteen ninety nine is is pretty amazing. This show is not what I would say is amazing. But that tag team match and even a lot of the the Sting Steiner match was better than anything that was on um SummerSlam 1999 and again guys if you want to check that out you can we we've done we've actually reviewed that already on our past shows but um Martin before we get out of here anything you'd like to plug yes I have Over. been watching uh The Walking Dead it's it's the final series of The Walking Dead and I know The Walking Dead has had its lulls been a couple of seasons where it hasn't been great but man this is the final season and they've really pulled it out of the bag i'm really enjoying it so if you have been a fan and you dropped out because you know there was a few seasons in the middle there where it wasn't great mm. give the final season a go it's it's well worth it okay i'll have to get, like i dropped out ages ago so i have to give it a watch most, uh, most people did yeah it's got got a bit too much uh my plug this week is going to be a desk board buddy so a desk they've been uh, kind enough to send me out one um so a desk board buddy is like a cool little whiteboard cupboard thing where you can put all your your items into keep notes and put your phone in so that it looks pretty cool i'm not not wrestling right at all but go to deskboardbuddy.com and i get... i haven't received one of these you Listeners, haven't. do not go to deskboardbuddy.com <laughs> until I get one of these i i don't consent to this plug <laughs> well there you go i do <laughs> so, 
But yeah, guys, if you haven't, please go over to nerdsnowmedia.com uh, where you can get our RSS feeds. We're on uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all that good stuff as well. Thank you to James Twopenny for having the show as well. If this is your first time checking us out, thank you very much. Leave a comment, like, subscribe, or email us, nerdsnowmedia at gmail.com with whatever show you want us to cover. But until next week, we've been The Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.4 FM. So we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 